Welcome to a special mini-sode of Ye Old Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Elise from the True Crime Cat Lawyer podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we start the game. Thank you, Lindsay. I appreciate it. So I host a true crime podcast with my cat, Winston, as the co-host. We tell stories from the Pacific Northwest, which is where we're both from. I originally am from Oregon, but I have moved up to Squim, Washington. So because I am also a practicing attorney, I only have time to release episodes on a bi-weekly basis because as you can attest to, it takes a lot of time. Yep to research and write and edit. Mm -hmm. And so biweekly is all I can do at this time. But, you know, at least from what I've heard, everybody likes that style and, you know, is understanding. But yeah, that's a little bit about our show. Awesome. So as you mentioned, part of the name of the show has to do with your cat, Winston. Can you tell us a little more about your co-host? Yes. So she turned two in August and she is still very much a kitten. She's got her zoomies that she has every night, Mm -hmm. runs around like a crazy. She gets into things all the time. I swear she might be actually worse than a toddler. I'm not quite (laughs) sure. (laughs) She doesn't listen very well, but she loves the microphone. She loves being, you know, the center of attention. She's joined in all of our Zoom meetings that I've had during COVID. So that's kind of why she's the co-host. She is the face of the podcast and she lures people in with her cuteness. She is very cute. That's for sure. How receptive is she to being dressed up for photos that you post (laughs) on social media? (laughs) So she is not very receptive. We got a new outfit today, and it's been the most well-received by her. And I think it's because it's mainly just a candy corn collar, and she's pretty used to her bow tie collars by now. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the only reason she was kind of like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. But any kind of clothes on her body or anything on her head, she is just not about it. She acts like she can't use her legs anymore. She has (laughs) lost the ability to walk. (laughs) This is what happens. (laughs) (laughs) And her life is just basically over the second she is in costume. Does not compute. This is, I lived on the floor now. This is where I am. (laughs) Yes, I have, I have seen that there are definitely some animals that are all about being dressed up. And then there are some that are just like, no, you can try, but it's not going to (laughs) work. Yes, it definitely tracks for how dramatic she is. So Well, she's a Leo, so that tracks as well. We're pretty dramatic. As a fellow Leo, I can attest to that. So you mentioned where, like the cases that you cover, what inspired you to start your podcast? Like, was there a specific case that you, that kind of gripped your attention and you were like, I really want to talk about and learn more about this? Yeah. So 
case-wise, you know, one of the episodes I covered, I believe it's episode 11, my best friend at the time had been kidnapped and murdered Oh wow! by someone who was friends with her daughter, or excuse me, the father of one of her friends. And that was kind of where my interest in true crime started. Mm-hmm. And then- you know, as I'm sure a lot of people did during COVID, my podcast was sort of, you know, a hobby. And I was kind of getting away at that point from the mainstream true crime podcasts. Mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot of good podcasts out there, but Mm -hmm. I think that people undervalue the indie podcasts and how many great ones there are. Like, you know, the Oracle Network, everybody on that Yep. Network is fabulous. And so I think being part of the true crime community now, that's something I've really enjoyed is how many more indie podcasts I've gotten to know and Mm -hmm. how many more shows I've been exposed to because of that. And so I'm glad that like my show is kind of part of that now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what has been, what would you say is like the wildest case that you've covered so far on your show? Oh, that's a good question. I think Michelle Notick is probably the craziest one. Yeah. She is just an insane lady. Mm -hmm. And the the fact that she's up for parole next year, like, is even more crazy. Like, how a woman like that could be given parole. Mm -hmm. I don't think she'll get it because she's not remorseful and she still blames everybody else for her problems. So I don't think she'll get parole. But just, you know, there's some people that you kind of don't want parole to be given to them and like even the opportunity yeah for sure yeah because they're just those part of society that kind of you're you're safer if you're like kept away from everyone (laughs) yep yeah it's just better for everybody involved if you stay where you're at yes keeps all of the rest of us safe and you where you belong so yeah yeah i completely understand with that that's one of the interesting things about our show too is, you know, we do cover quite a few cases from BC. And so Mm -hmm. seeing the kind of contrast between how the United States treats crimes versus how Canada treats crimes and the difference in the systems is definitely super interesting. And I think it's really confusing to a lot of people that are more used to the US system. Yeah, I could definitely see that. It's always interesting hearing how different countries handle crimes. And that's something that like, I've noticed on my show, you know, when we cover cases from like England and stuff like that, even though we're very similar, there are still some things they do over there that are very, very different from how we handle things here. And granted, it could have been the fact that it happened, you know, several hundred years ago. But at the same time, like there are certain key aspects of their judicial system that are inherently different from how we do things here in America. So, right. Yeah, that's interesting. Good point. So if someone was new to your show... What's one episode that you, and it could be your first episode, but what's one episode that you would really recommend someone check out first just to get a kind of taste of what you offer on your show? That's also a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I would say probably the episode I referenced before, episode 11, that's not that I don't put my heart into all of my episodes, but I put extra special care into that episode because it was dedicated to my friend. And I think it kind of gives you just... An example of, I think, how serious I take the show and how I do care about the victims. You know, I've Mm -hmm. heard a lot of criticism, especially in the past month or so, about true crime podcasts not caring about victims and just being kind of exploitative. (laughs) Yes, yes. 
And so being really cognizant of that and, you know, I've tried to do as much research as possible to kind of hone in on that and take a lot of care in what we're doing here because these people are victims, they're mm-hmm. sisters, brothers, mothers, you know, they're yep. somebody, someone. Yep. And so that's what I want people to hear when I'm telling them about these cases. For sure. I recognize, yeah, that chatter about how it's a delicate balance for true crime shows because so many of us, whether we intend to or not, focus more on the criminals than on the victims. Sometimes it's just because there isn't as much information about the victims, unfortunately, depending on the time period or who who the victims were or if it's a victim that is basically like a Jane or John Doe and there's just no information at all. But yeah, I agree. It's it's something where it's an area of reporting that we can all endeavor to do better on, to make sure that at the end of the day, we are focusing more on the victims of these crimes, not the people that committed the crimes. Because you're, you're right, there's someone, someone, and they deserve to be respected that way. Right. Hi there. My name is Elise, and I am a lawyer in the Pacific Northwest. I host this podcast, True Crime Cat Lawyer, with my co-host, Winston, my cat. She is a mustache, bow-tied, fierce little ball of sass, and we both come to you every other Thursday telling some stories from our hometown of the Pacific Northwest. We try to cover cases from Oregon, Washington, Alaska. We're hoping to cover some from Canada soon. And we just like telling crime stories that are lesser known in the true crime community, but we do also cover some of the big ones. And if you are interested in learning more about our podcast, True Crime Cat Lawyer, you can head over to our website, truecrimecatlawyer.com, or you can send us a quick email at truecrimecatlawyer at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter, and we are available on pretty much every podcast platform that you will listen to. We hope you enjoy what you hear and we hope you'll tune in. Thanks. All right. On that heavy note, would you like to try your hand at some Victorian slang terms? I'm going to try my best. (laughs) Okay. That's what everybody says. And there's no wrong answers. I mean, there are, but they're not. So your first term is bubble bow, like bow as in like a a bow tie. Bubble bow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it just, it makes me think of some kind of fancy dress, but that's all I got. I, it sounds really cool. I, I like yeah. the term, but I have no idea. <laughs> it does have to do with women's fashion. It's another term for a woman's handbag. Oh, okay. A bubble bow. I like that. <laughs> I like it too. I read that and I was like, oh. I kind of like that one. That's fancy. It sounds it so, is fancy. So, so like elegant. Don't forget your bubble bow. What's that? <laughs> I want one. And your second term is 15 puzzle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> You're really making me work for these. Yep. 15. I ask puzzle. easy questions and I, I like <laughs> butter you up to this. That's how it goes. Right. You like just like ease everybody into this like false sense of security. Yep. And then I pounce <laughs> like a cat. <laughs> Let's see. 15 puzzle. Yes. Okay. I want to say maybe it has something to do with writing. No. 
Well. <laughs> <laughs> so 15 puzzle is a term that means complete and absolute confusion. Oh, like me right now. Yeah. So you are currently in the middle of a 15 puzzle. <laughs> You are experiencing 15 puzzle right now. I think even if you had used that in a sentence to me, I still wouldn't have gotten it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Some of these terms, they're just, even after you explain it, you're just like, how, how, why? What, where does that come from? Who thought of that? I understand why we have the word confusion now. Yeah. (laughs) Because these are very confusing. Except for maybe the bubble bow. That one's delightful. Yes. I like that one. (laughs) I think I want to bring that one back. That one's good. Well, I would like to thank you so much for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Word? And before we go, would you like to tell your listeners a little bit about where they can find you on social and more information about maybe what day your podcast drops, stuff like that, so they can know exactly where to find you? Yeah. So we release episodes biweekly on Thursdays, mm-hmm. usually around okay. eight o'clock. You can find us on Instagram at True Crime Cat Lawyer, on Twitter at True Crime Cat Law. We are on Facebook. You could search for True Crime Cat Lawyer. And we also have a TikTok. So oh, you can nice. find us at True Crime Cat Lawyer. How do you like TikTok? I haven't dived into it yet because I'm scared. I'm also um, old. So <laughs> I, like- I like it on the like viewing side of things. I find yep. it hard to use like to get my podcast out there yeah i'm still like a work in progress with that so it's mostly a lot of winston because yeah who could say no to winston <laughs> yeah for sure and on that note as always i'm Lindsay, and i'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime <laughs>